Welcome to the A Show. It's the offsode for May 29th, 2019. Oh, you're wondering why is there an offsode? It's a Wednesday, but it's not the periodic Wednesday that we usually pick. So uh, I just wanted to catch up on the long weekend. Um, I just felt like filling a gap episode for a little bit uh, for next Wednesday, which is a regularly scheduled programming that we have. So what's been going on? Oh, well, it's past, past the uh, Memorial Day weekend, which was uh, somewhat eventful, I gotta say. Uh, so a lot happened Saturday. You know, I didn't I didn't particularly go far anywhere. Uh, I didn't go to movement this year like I did last year. I was uh, semi on the fence about it. I kind of wanted to go see Gucci Mane, but wasn't sure. Uh, but Saturday was a big event day. Wow, I gotta usually I do the off so I talk about the sports. So wow, Toronto Raptors get into the NBA Finals. I I'll be honest. Uh, by the time you hear this, uh, maybe game one already started. The series started. Not sure, but uh, I I I am a forever hater, pessimist, whatever you want to call it. Some people say bandwagoning, but I'm I'm just being an Asian parent when I when it comes to sports. <laughs> I said that before. Um, so I. I really picked in the beginning of the uh, Bucks series, uh, Bucks and Five, because my rationale for that was I, I was really scared uh, of the Bucks because uh, they were shooting uh, their lights out, as I said about uh, two, three episodes ago, and everybody was performing. Yes, game to game. Yes, round to round. You don't know. And then uh, Bucks had a really long layoff, and then the way the Raptors choked the game one, I just go, God, this sucks. This this absolutely sucks. They should have. I never felt that the Raptors have that killer instinct to close it out. I mean, you look at the Sixers series, Orlando, you know, choking up on the first game a little bit. I just go like, God, why, why can't you be that absolute killer? Kind of like the Milwaukee was the first two rounds. I mean, yeah, they did slip up on the uh, fir- uh, the first game of the second round also, but they completely recovered, and then the Celtics just, like, faltered. And I, I just felt it match up to match up, you know, Really optimistic people are giving the Raptors a good like good edge and chance, and I I just didn't see it. Yes, like Van Fleet versus you know George Hill, Kyrie versus Eric Bledsoe, you know up and down the line. You kind of go. I guess you could see the matchup there, but then just the history suggests that I go the getting burned by the Raptors. Like if it's a year ago, two years ago, especially two years ago. You know, Raptors getting owned by the the Cavaliers. I mean, it's a different team, of course, but some of the role players are still kind of the same. So I said, you know, I, I thought Van Vliet was going to be the real sixth man of the year kind of candidate playing at that, that level. I thought, you know, OG's going to be this. I thought, you know, Owen Powell's going to do that. But that hasn't happened. I mean, yeah. And then somehow in the against the Bucks series, you know, Danny Green went completely cold and Marcus Gasol has been on and off. Serge Ibaka... Times that he shined, he shined. And Kyle Lowry, you know, sh- shined when he needed to shine. And Kawhi, that, forget it. Like, I, I, I'm not even debating the whole DeMar DeRozan trade anymore. I think I recorded that on my birthday episode last year. I was like, dude, do that 10 out of 10 times, 100 out of 100, out of 100 times, I do that trade. Like, no questions asked. Like, that's a no-brainer. And then, uh, you know, Pascal Siakam has been fantastic all year. And he... He outperformed to a degree on Giannis, which surprises me. You know, some people are like, hey, is Pascal, when he was on a roll in the middle of the season, scoring like 40, 30 points a game, like a few games in a row, a week or two. I was just like, some people are like, you know what? Like, if Kawhi wasn't there, Pascal would be defended hella, you know, out of whatever. But everybody is busy covering Kawhi. So I was like, whatever. 
And then just looking at the run lineup of the Bucks, it's like Miritich was shooting. Brogdon was just coming back. Brook Lopez, I said, one game against the Pistons going 4-4 four for four behind the arc. And he, he's, he performed. He's picking up rebounds. Giannis, you know, it's just like cruising through. Uh, Eric Blesso, I didn't know he was going to have such a god-awful series. Chris Middleton is an all-star this year. Finally, after years of getting hurt way too many times. Uh, George Hill kind of shot. Uh, who else is there? The Ilya Sova has been pretty solid. I just go like up and down. How the fuck do you deal with this? And then Raptors pulled it off. And then the in-game adjustments are made. And the Raptors, once again, are pretty notorious starting in the first quarter. I think it's like, well, it's just the Raptors getting in rhythm. Getting in rhythm. So I guess, um, you know, I guess I was way overly pessimist. Saturday when they were down 15 you know, 16 at the nearly two minutes to go in the third quarter. And then when they're down 16 in the first quarter, I said, God, they're, they're doing the Toronto Maple Leaf shit again. You know, I mean, I, I, I really wasn't optimistic. I'll be honest, because there's no history to back it up other than the last two weeks. And I'm like, you know, Raptors don't want to close this out. If you're an elite team, you close it out. And then surprisingly, they did, especially at the end of the third quarter, beginning of fourth quarter, when Kawhi wasn't playing. They went on a, like, 22-2 run. I didn't watch the game because I, I, I knew I was going to get raged way too much. So I was just like, I can't watch this. I can't watch this. So I caught up on it after. I go like, oh, Milwaukee just didn't execute. They didn't adjust at all. And then I just, I was very surprised. And then, you know, I, 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 I got to eat my words here. So I just go, wow, you know what? I give the Raptors credit where the credit's due, you know. Uh, but how long can you luck out like that and have these guys not perform, you know, like Sixers not performing, you know, Bucks not performing and Bucks are inexperienced and all that but again, you know what, they got to the finals and Kawhi delivered at every level, he's hurt clearly but, you know, Norm Powell stepped up, after Van Fleet had a kid he's like shooting his lights out, I'm like Jesus, like filling in the gap for Danny Green, he hasn't shot at all, he's going like 0 for 4, 0 for 5, like for the entire series Maybe get a field goal or a layup or a free throw or something. But Danny Green's defense has been pretty good. So I just like, got to put him on the field. And then same for the Marc Gasol. He's like, all right, he's been on, off, on, off. Kyrie's been on, off here. But, you know, when needed, he he's a bulldog. You know, he's the Villanova Wildcat, right? So he's going to fight that out like a wild animal. So, you know, it was, uh, I, 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 I was very surprised. And then, uh, you know, going into the, you know, Going into the finals, and then I was looking at ticket prices. I was really, I really considered getting to game six. Because the Monday after the game four, because that's when the series was tied two to two. And new people knew at least it's going to game six. And then I saw the ticket price in US dollars. It was $283. And a decent seat. I was like, I'm really tempted. And then I was asking people, it's like, you want to go? They want to go? I'll drive Saturday morning. No one wanted to go. By the time the Raptors beat the Bucks on Wednesday, was it? And then Thursday morning in Milwaukee in Game Five, uh, the ticket prices like went up to like three eighty for decent ass view. I just go like, God, should have bought it Monday, you know. But then like it went in the first quarter when I was tracking the score, it was like thirty one sixteen. I was just like, fuck this, just like. I, I would have wasted my money, but then, you know, obviously, you know, you, you watch the game till the end. I mean, I would have definitely do that. Like, I wasn't going to stay, like, leave after the first quarter, like, uh, like the Miami fans or something. But I, I just get way too emotional. And I, 
you know, although I say like fuck this, fuck this, like psych, sign uh, Jimmy Butler, get some scores. I don't want Kyrie. I want I want John Wall on this team. You know, guys, sign Kemba. You know that kind of stupid shit. I, you know, give me the absolute max players. Like we're gonna build the Knicks or some shit. You know, Kawhi can't do this by himself. You know, I have those moments, but I just like you know what? Then like some of those stances don't change. Like I'm worried about the finals now. Cause like the Warriors, KD's hurt, Boogie's hurt, Boogie's probable, and then maybe KD if he plays, he traveled to Toronto t- today on a Wednesday, uh, the Tuesday, the series starts on Thursday, and I was like, yeah, uh, not sure if uh, if a KD plays, but I'm just like, well, if KD doesn't play, the Warriors go back playing their old ways from like 14 to 15, basically 16. If you if you go back. With KD, it's going to be KD dominating like the last two years. So I'm like, pick one, man. One, one, one goes at a different pace than the other. And, and then people in Toronto are talking about, oh, who's Kawhi going to cover? And like Clay or Steph or KD of KD players. And then what if DeMarcus Cousins plays somehow miraculously? I'm like, oh, my God. I mean, it's going to be hobbling DeMarcus Cousins and then hobbling Kevin Durant. But then, like, if you have healthy trio of the splash brothers and draymond i just go like wow this it's gonna be way more fast paced i i expect the game one not to be pretty i mean i guess raptors will have moments but i think the raptors will take time and decide in the first half how the series is gonna go of course if katie comes back or goes in out boogie comes in out or something that would completely change the pace but what the raptors show the last two you know even even the very first round after the first game is like you know their their in game adjustment has been fantastic. You know they're they're not they're willing to pull the quick trigger. You know on a short leash like Danny Green or something. He only plays twenty minutes at the end of the night or even fourteen minutes. Like go with Norm or with you know Van Fleet. Uh, you know if uh, OG comes back, OG Ananobi should be able to contribute, especially in place place of Siakam. You know. You know, so I'm just like it, it, it's it's very mysterious. I I really don't know how the series is gonna go, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Raptors get like pummeled in the first either team, to be honest. But especially the Raptors get pummeled in the first game, or at least the first half of the first game, or even the second game. But the Raptors need to believe it or not, the Eastern Conference team this year has a home advantage, which is very surprising. I they need to get they need to get both. <laughs> If they don't get both, at least one out of this these warriors, like they're gonna run you over. Um, so it's if it's O two, a series over. And then I completely threw out the regular, you know, regular season matchup. The Raptors went two and zero. KD didn't play in one game. Kawhi didn't play in one game. You know, Steph didn't play in one game. You know, it was like it was mutually exclusive that way. I I am not gonna put so much stock on those because like it, warriors are warriors. And then this this is their ultimate stage. That they've been waiting all season, just like Kawhi was game managed. So, uh, I am excited. I'm low key excited and scared at the same time. But you know, who knows? They could shock the world, and then uh, people ponder about Kawhi's future and shit. I'd be like, you know what? I I I never. I don't think uh, I ever commented on Kawhi until this offsode. I think Kawhi is a definition of a a Toronto athlete. He's a natural fit to the city, you know. The if the city and the country will love him, you know, f- even for what it, just for achieving what he has, 
led this team to achieve so far this year. Just getting to the finals, you know. And they will love him for the rest of eternity. Unless he commits a crime or something. Marvin Harrison level. The fucking stoic criminal we don't know about. Well, I don't know. Who knows what could happen in the future, right? But they will love him. And then the city will respect the shit out of him. It will, and then he will get left alone. So this is a perfect fit. It's not like LA. It's not like New York. It's not like other American cities. And then like other American cities other than SoCal. I don't know where he wants to go to be honest. He's a San Diego dude, right? Or outside of San Diego. And he's just like, if you go to the Clippers, yes, that's a second fiddle to the Lakers. But it's a Western Conference, close to home. You're going to pay more taxes. I mean, like, it matters. But I'm just like, my, well, what I would say to Kawhi is, you can always go home. I mean, but you cannot miss out on the extra fifth-year contract, you know, like he has right now. I say sign the max year, five years. The city's a fit. The team's a fit. It's got a contending, contending team. Who knows what the Knicks, the Celtics, and the Bucks, and all those guys will do. You know, especially the Knicks. And then, but who knows? It's the Knicks. How the free agency drama is going to go this year. And obviously, Kawhi is part of it. I mean, the city has embraced him. The country has embraced him. The management clearly has given the load management to his his preference and everything, and then it clearly shows. Like, now Kawhi is playing about the 80th game of the season. Is that right? 7, round 2, 5, 12. So 72, because he plays 60 games, and then the 6. So about 78 games. So now he's reaching the full 82-game season, you know, around that point. So despite the hurt and injuries and all that, that's the rough nature of the NBA playoffs. But I'm like, dude, it's been great. And then... And he's gonna get the max five-year contract. And if it really, the in my opinion, the Raptors really have about two, three-year window. So by the third year, fourth year, where the NBA has been structured right now, it's a players' league. You know, NFL is kind of going that way too. So by the third year, it's like a wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Gentlemen's agreement with Masai Ujiri. Uh, like he look two, three years down the road. If this doesn't work out, like we will. We will look for options because what's the point of hanging on to Kawhi? He's going to be like early 30s by that point, right? You know, he's going to start aging. You know, LeBron's 33 and then, yes, the load on him has been ridiculous. So, I he's like, he has a 38-year-old body at this point. But Kawhi and then like, you know, Kyrie's contract's going to expire. Serge Ibaka's contract's going to be off. You know, Marcus Gasol comes back next year, player option. He's definitely going to take it, 30 million or whatever. And then, you know, Raptors decide to not re-sign them or something. So that's two years from now. So after next season, the big big salary players are going to come off the books. And then that's, I, you know, Raptors could reload with the free agents. Who knows? Who knows, right? And then they got to pay Pascal Siakam at some point, OG at some point, Norm Van Fleet at some point. They got to figure that out and keep, you know, trading. They got rid of the draft picks at this point. I, you know, like, Kawhi can has the upper hand anyway with the max five-year contract. Why would you want to lose that? And then the Raptors would definitely honor, given how much uh, the gamble has paid off so far. So if I were Kawhi, I would stay. And then it was, oh, no one knows what's gonna happen. But then right now they're absolutely, you know, way he's playing. He, he he's a perfect Toronto athlete in my opinion. Not too many words. He reminds you of good old hockey players like those hockey people love so much. Or the baseball players, you know, just shut up and play. 
And Kawhi doesn't talk that much. So I, I think it's a natural fit. It's not LA superficial. It's not New York snobby. It's not South Florida image superficial either. He's not going to play in Midwest. There's no connection whatsoever. Stay. I mean, and then, you know, have an option to leave. You know, Masai, is, Masai has, has a short leash on everybody at this point. The gamble has worked so far. But anyway, so, uh, honestly, if you, so Biki, what the hell is your prediction, man? What's your honest, honest view? <sighs> I, if, as my heart says, Raptors in six, but the objective NBA sports fan BK says, <laughs> Warriors in five. I, I, did, I don't know how you dismiss this. The, I, if the Raptors somehow miraculously adjust, at, like the Bucks, and then like the regular season matchup has shown so much, you know, for the Raptors to get like, we got this, we got this. Ah, sure, go ahead. But, you know, it just, I, I'm very scared because this is, this is a fifth final straight final the Warriors are in. Raptors have never been this far. Kawhi's been here. Serge has been here. Marcus all played in the gold medal game. Kyrie played in the gold medal game. I I, I don't know, man. I, Danny Green's been there. There's more you know, experience than the Rap, Raptors may not get credit for, but yeah, man, it just it it's 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 a scary prop proposition. Um, so let's see. I but I'm I'm excited. I I think the world and America's more excited about the NBA Finals than the Canada itself. Outside of Toronto, I don't know how many of these people give a shit. So step up, Canada, we the North. Um, what else happened Saturday? So uh, uh, while so what was I doing while I wasn't watching the basketball game and just like, you know, on my tippy toes and all that, just worrying about what the hell's gonna happen? Raptors choking it away. It was uh, I was watching the All Elite Wrestling, the Double or Nothing. That's the alternative to WWE, and then uh, I, I'm, I know some of you get bored, be talking about wrestling, but uh, I'm not going to go through again why it's such a fascinating American type of entertainment, uh, but uh, you know, and then <laughs> I do a lot of comparisons with wrestling, especially the TV shows and entertainment, because in the end, it is an entertainment, and then it is a scripted entertainment. Uh, I was very surprised, so this is going to be a niche talk over the next five minutes, so uh, you can skip through. Uh, I was very surprised by the production level and then the image that the AEW gave. It had the bit of the WCW vibe, TNA Impact. Uh, but I, I I don't agree that some people are saying, hey, it felt like an indie like a indie show. It's like, no, man. Like, Ring of Honor production and camera angle and lighting looks way more low-level indie than this. This, this is a top-tier production. And... Yes, some camera cuts and all that, you know, felt like WWE-ish, but then, like, it wasn't overbearing to a point where, like, camera cuts are so distracting. And also, some of the, uh, uh, yeah, there weren't too many backstage segments of videos that we saw, uh, I mean, the pre-production editing they did. I mean, wish there were more backstage segments, but maybe they're saving that for the, the weekly TV show or the next smaller shows that they're going to have. And then the wrestling product that they presented, it was a little messy in the pre-show. I gotta be honest. I mean, the, I used the Bleacher Report live. Ah, oh, God, another streaming service. But it was a pay-per-view. It's like, you know what? I'll pay $50, $54 or whatever, including tax. And I, I really felt that I got the money's worth, although the price was a little higher than the Ring of Honor show, the New Japan show that was $40-something after tax. Uh, I just, it was worth it. And then I genuinely enjoyed. I watched it again the next morning, a uh, few parts here and there 
my god it, it, it gave that athletic feel the classic uh awa nwa feel a little bit and uh it just it was just logical and four and a half hours i just go yeah some production snafus here P- cameraman didn't know who came out of which hole i don't know why they had two entrances uh but you know they did that uh Josie wrestling which is a women's wrestling Aja Kong I didn't know who still fucking wrestles she's 48 and then I love the fact that she came out so slow like god I can't move anywhere and then she starts dropping elbows from the second rope and shit I just go Aja Kong's pretty good and then the that Japanese uh wrestling the women's wrestling is you know the classic mid 90s you know even now pretty stiff you know real looking fight yes the Japanese women's wrestling has a weird you know, the whole otaku, like, fetish thing that the Jap- the Japanese fans over there have. But it's, like, just watching it. And, like, I, I enjoy women's prize fighting. Like, I enjoy women's MMA. Because, like, it's it's fundamentally more sound. And same for professional wrestling. The women are more fundamentally sound, especially for uh, Japan or something. You know, Mexico even, it's not a... It's more flippity-flop aerodynamic shit. But at least they got the fundamentals of aerodynamics down with the lucha and all that. America, yes, 20 years ago with the Attitude Era, it's all bras and panties match, lingerie match and all that stuff. But it's ha- it has gotten better. And then uh, back in the day, you know, even 20 years ago when Aja Khan was actually in WWF at that time, they were trying to do some good women wrestling shit. People just didn't care at that time. And uh, it was a... And then tag matches are really good, athletic. Uh... The surprises, you know, there were not surprises to me, but were surprises. You know, I, I, I still felt it. I knew it was going to happen, but like John Boxley, formerly known as Dean Ambrose coming out, I wasn't surprised that it happened. But man, when people were going nuts, I just went, wow, damn, this is crazy. Main event with Kenny Omega, Chris Jericho. I mean, it was a little slower built up. It felt like a little bit of WWE wrestling match a little bit although they built towards it and then there's a lot of blood like one accidental and the one blading job that formerly gold dust did but then i don't know the cut was a little deeper than i thought it was like eddie guerrero 2004 judgment day level i was just going oh my god and then he had the red face paint on and one half of the face like the two face and then but then the other part of the face got covered by blood and then the entire ring canvas got bloody and i go like this is like ufc bad fight like frank mir bleeding all over the place or some shit but um that was interesting. It was a really good presentation. I I don't want to. I don't want to. I, I I can talk about it on and on, you know. But I think too many podcasts cover that. So fantastic show. Uh, I really don't know how the week to week episodes are gonna go on TNT. I'm excited. It's a it's a different alternative to the entertainment, uh, the wrestling entertainment that we got. So uh, you know, I'm I'm definitely interested in keeping Bleacher Report. You know, I'll count on if they're gonna have a weekly show on that thing, and I'm definitely willing to subscribe. You know, competitions uh good thing you know for any industry it, it keep it removes people from being complacent you know duopoly is another concern but you know it's not like that you know if you have multiple competitors uh same for technology and anything that's my uh, my belief if there's a challenge behind me challenger challengers you know i'll be more motivated to stay on top you know and the wwe's problem has been that like you know who cares we're the billion dollar big dogs right so Anyways, uh, what else? So that was Saturday. Uh, I was mostly couched around and then uh, watched stuff at home. And then uh, Sunday, I, I I wasn't sure what was going to happen. And then uh, I was offered to go see Hamilton in East Lansing at the Wharton Theater. 
uh, in the Michigan State campus, which I haven't been in about 10 years, 9 years. I, I don't remember how long it's been, but it's been a while. I haven't been to, I have no business going to Michigan State, so I was just like, eh. And then uh, finally went, and then a Hamilton. I didn't know that the Hamilton display has been going around for four years. It, it just felt like yesterday when Lin-Manuel Miranda was like, uh, you know, the big name, and then he still is, and then it's been a touring, touring show. And then I bought it in the last minute, so it was like almost two hundred dollars or something. But I, I never, I, I don't go to musicals so often. I know the musicals here and there, but then I never really listen to it in the streaming music or YouTube or Spotify or any of that. So I was just like, okay, okay. And then uh, I find, and then uh, even on the way to the show, it's like, hey, you might want to listen to it because it's more rap based. And I was like, no, 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 I don't want to be spoiled. I, I want to feel it. One time I like I don't absolutely go hey just tell me the spoilers or anything and then I don't know American history <laughs> so I was like who the fuck's Alexander Hamilton it's like he's in ten dollars like oh I knew Lincoln Washington and then uh what the what the fuck is he on twenty bucks you know Hoover you know and the Benjamin Franklin is not a president I was like who the hell's Alexander Hamilton I didn't know so it was like I I, I went in with the absolute no idea about find founding fathers and then the history of, around that time yes I know some founding fathers like Thomas Jefferson. Uh, James Madison, Washington, but I didn't know anyone else other than that. I was like, fuck. I never learned American history, so this is why I'm going to fuck out on the citizenship test, whatever the, I can take the citizenship test. But anyways, I watched the thing, and then I just go, oh, okay. The the pacing, two and a half hours. Like, as long as, like, people bitch about WrestleMania seven hours long. Seven hours is a little too long, I'll be honest. I mean, some Indian movies are, like, four or five hours long, right? And then the, even the double or nothing was four and a half hours. But then I didn't really feel it in the end. So I just go, like, you know, two and a half hours kind of, like, felt like it breezed by. Dark Knight, another movie. That went over, God, two and a half hours or so. But then the Dark Knight felt like two and a half hours is a breeze because of all the action and pace. And then just the pacing-wise, not the tone, I, I felt that Hamilton had that because it was a rap-based. Maybe it was like it felt way more way more up to pace a little bit. Um, of course, it's a touring cr- the crew that we have, the cast, so it's not the same as the original one on Broadway. I thought a couple of dancers were a little stiff for like $190 that I paid, so I was like, okay. But, you know, what, what am I going to complain? Like... Focus isn't that uh, backup dancers and others. Sorry, I accidentally pressed the space button there. So, it was great. I was able to follow all the stories. Some people were worried about that, you know, because of all the rapping component to it that the play has. I just go like, I don't know. I listen to rap music, can't you? So, it's like, I, I do see where other people, especially the older traditional musical crowd would come from. But I'm like, dude, I, 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 I follow just fine. I followed just fine, so I was happy with it. I was, I genuinely enjoyed it. And then I saw, yeah, a lot of the songs are catchy, so I go like, oh, I, I get, I understand why people keep listening to some of these over and over. And I'm definitely gonna leave it up on the American history a little bit, like Thomas Jefferson and James Madison are villains, kind of. And then the what's his face? Oh, Aaron, Aaron Burr, you know. He's like he killed fucking uh what's his face, Alexander Hamilton. And it's like I've seen the shirt that's like Burr 2016. I was like, what the fuck does this mean? Is this Bill Burr, the comedian? It's like, uh, yeah, but it's a it's a Hamilton Burr, right? So it's like, okay, I I just like I guess that's what happened. Uh, but anyways, uh, so Hamilton was great, and then I ended up getting home around six o'clock. You know, movement still going on. I was like, dude, should I go check out Gucci Mane? I was so tempted, but by the end of the night, I was pretty exhausted in the evening, so I kind of passed out a little bit. Uh. 
you know, catch up on stuff. And Monday, I ended up golfing uh, while going to the driving range. And then uh, I had a terrible, terrible blister that bursted. And then uh, also tried to play soccer. And then I just absolutely gave up after five minutes. I got to play 20-minute halves. The season's on a goddamn delay right now over the last five weeks. I mean, Memorial Day, it was, I, I signed up for Rec Soccer League, co-ed, novice, noobs, basically, Mondays. And then it was supposed to start early May, you know, or with my work winding down and shit. But it got delayed because of all the flooding and rain, so the field conditions has been god-awful. Memorial Day off. I'll be out of town next week. I'll be in California. Come back. I'll be in town. And then, you know, it's just everything is getting delayed. So my soccer comeback has been delayed six weeks. And I finally decided on a Memorial Day Monday. It's like, fuck it. I'm going to go kick some soccer balls. I haven't done this in a while. And then I haven't I haven't worn my soccer boots in like ten years either, so it's a little awkward. But like it feels so weirdly good. And then uh, uh, I I feel a little heavier over the last three weeks. I mean I'm over the well to weight because I've been eating a lot of carbs. So I was just like God, I feel a little heavy. And then just before this, we went to the beer. I had a couple beers. So I'm just like God, this is not good. And then uh, I I I completely gassed with the hot weather in about. You know, five minutes, seven minutes. It's like, wow, I am not ready. I'm going to play right back or I'll play defense, left back or right back. I'm not going up. I, I, I won't be able to cover midfield. So, you know, and then uh, and then the boots, like, like I was getting blister on my left foot also. I was like, wow, this, this shoes feel way tighter than I remember 10 years ago. Maybe I were, but, you know, maybe it was moving around so much. I didn't tie it all the way down. But it was good to get it out, and then a golf also. I haven't hit the ball in about five months, and then I because I fucked up my hand back in October, early October, and then I still feel the grip a little bit. But then I started learning new thing about my swing, which is engage the core, and then a fucking ball just goes another 20, 30 yards, and I was like, wow, all that core workout, it, it just gives me the balance. And so I had a bit of an epiphany there. So I, I, although rest of my grip and then the swing, my forearm strength and timing is not there. But one thing I kind of figured out in about a 70 swings, I go like, you know what? What if I, what if I really clinch a little bit of my core and then really incorporate that? Then I start, you know, started hitting a little more stable. I go, I didn't know this. My dad never told me this. So I, I started figuring that out later. And But then a finger blister and then the... Hand pain. I'm just like, all right, relax, take it easy, take it easy. So I'm gonna see what happens. But anyway, so that is the offsode filling in. Uh, I don't know what the content will be when we return with the regularly scheduled programming. I might record beforehand. I might not. I'm still trying to decide what the hell to do. I so it might be a compilation episode. Uh, definitely, I cannot talk about the Toronto Raptors next week. But I'll do that after we come back because the series right now, the schedule's out. It's gonna go until as late as June sixteenth, the Sunday. And I'll be in I'll be in California next week, but then I'll be back. But we'll be in Toronto again, maybe twelfth to fourteenth. If the Raptors extend the series to Game Seven somehow, oh my God, I I, I want to stay in Toronto, see what happens. And then uh, we'll be back in town at least a week of the 17th when the two episodes from now, I should be back on the 19th. And then, uh, oh my God, I, I am going to be out of town a lot in some of these episodes. So, whew, I got to figure something out. But anyways, thanks for listening to this episode. So no intro music, no outro. But uh, yeah, keep checking out. Go go listen to my old episode about the Kawhi and Tiger. You know, Tiger won the Masters again. I talk about him. I talk about Kawhi trade at the time when Kawhi met Tiger 30 for 30. I think that was what the title was called. Uh, back to July 25th, just before my 30th birthday. 
episode 94. Go listen to that one. Go listen to that one in the honor of Tiger and the honor of Kwai. So thank you for listening. And then uh, we'll check back next week. Bye-bye.